Good morning. Today is Thursday, April 28th, 2022. Today is Yom HaShoah, Holocaust Memorial Day. For many years, we have asked the question, why? And there is no answer. But today, we must also focus on what does it mean for us? How should we be affected by the Holocaust going forward? So this morning, I want to frame this in a very current context. What should be our response as Jews to the Ukrainians today and to what is happening in Ukraine as we speak. Several weeks ago, I officiated at the funeral of a remarkable woman. She was born in Lviv in Ukraine in 1925. And in the, she was the only one in her family to survive the anti-Semitism of the Ukrainians who she said were worse than the Germans. In the early 90s, her children sent her and a cousin on a trip back to Ukraine to see their hometown, the place where they were born. And when she returned to Montreal and her children asked her about her trip, she said, the ground is soaked with Jewish blood. So it's a legitimate question. Should Jews be assisting and providing aid to Ukrainians in Ukraine suffering from Russian aggression and Ukrainian refugees now fleeing to Europe, to Israel, to Canada, and beyond, given the terrible anti-Semitism we suffered at the hands of Ukraine just two generations ago and going back centuries? It's a legitimate question. With a clear Jewish answer. And the model for the answer is our response to our earlier terrible experience at the hands of the Egyptians over 3,000 years ago. The experience of what we went through in Egypt and our deliverance from that is the central event in our history and it is central to our narrative of who we are as a people. I've shared with you before the insight of Rabbi Sachs when the Torah says Moshe makes this conscious effort to create the, that narrative of the story we will tell about ourselves. And it shall be, Moshe says to the Jewish people, when your children will ask you, what is this about? 
What does this mean? And remember, that speech that Moshe gives to the Jewish people occurs before they leave Egypt, while they are still slaves. In other words, what Moshe is saying to the Jewish people is, what is the story that you will tell your children about what happened to us in Egypt? And prepare now for how you will tell it in the future so that you'll be able to express what it will mean to you in the future. And there is one theme that is repeated more than 36 times in the Torah. For example, this Pasuk, which is in Shemos itself, Losonu Esek, Vager Losone Velosichaltsenu. A ger, an immigrant, a stranger, do not oppress and do not mistreat. Because you were immigrants and you were strangers who were mistreated in Egypt. You know what it feels like. So make sure that you never do that to anyone else. More than 36 times in the Torah, that sentiment is repeated. Clearly, this repetition is meant to signify the centrality of this particular message. So why is that the lesson we need to take? The Ramban Nachmanides writes as follows. With these words, God is saying, Do not wrong a stranger or oppress them. For you know that you were strangers in the land of Egypt, and I, God, saw the oppression which the Egyptians oppressed you, and I avenged your cause on them, because I hold the tears of such who are oppressed and have no comforter. And on the side of their oppressors there is power. And I deliver each one from him that is too strong for him. But God goes even further. Because God commands us in the Torah, and this occurs in the book of Deuteronomy and Dvarim, so this is approximately 40 years after the exodus from Egypt. The Torah says, Lo tisa'ev mitzri. Do not hate or mistreat the Egyptian. Kiger hayisa ba'artso. Because you were an immigrant in their land. This, this, this mitzvah, this verse is astounding. Our enemies after what they did to us, they enslaved us and tortured us, says the Torah, yes, even them, because you know what it feels like. We are commanded by God to hold ourselves to a higher standard than basic human nature.
but there's one more step. And this step is simply incredible. At the Seder, we recalled the Eser Makos, the ten plagues. In plague number nine was Choshech, darkness. Our sages tell us that this plague of darkness was not only the absence of light, but it was a suffocating, paralyzing presence. It was thick. For three days, Egyptians, the Mitzrim, could not move. So I want you to listen, please, to the words of one of our great classic commentators, Rabbi Naftali Berlin, who experienced the pogroms in Poland firsthand in the late 1800s. Listen to what he writes. B'makas choshech during the plague of darkness, where the Egyptians could not move for three days. How is it possible they went three days without eating, without drinking? They couldn't, they couldn't drink, they couldn't eat, they couldn't move. How is it possible that they survived? Ela Yisrael. The Jews, for whom it was light, brought them food and attended to their needs. And that was the perpetrators themselves but when someone is suffering, our Torah teaches us, go to help them, no matter who it is. Anyone who is familiar with history must be astonished by the flourishing of Jewish life in Ukraine over the last 30 years. Besides a Jewish president, over 250 Jewish communities. Did you know, did you read about, this is just one small example, the Ukrainian matzah bakery. <coughs> over 20 years ago, in Dnipro, which is the largest Jewish community in Ukraine, a matzah bakery was established. This year, their target was 100 tons of handmade matzah. After Israel in the U.S., Ukraine is one of the world's largest producers of matzah. And this is just one sign of the miracle. There is no other word to use. The miracle of the rebirth of Jewish faith and Jewish practice in Ukraine.
It's astonishing. Certainly, Ukrainians today who are not harming Jews themselves and where Jews and Judaism are flourishing in Ukraine, certainly they emphatically deserve our aid in any way, in any possible way that we can provide it. Now, I recognize for some of us, this may be a demanding position to take, especially if we have a personal connection to Jewish suffering in Ukraine. And please note, we do not forget and we do not forgive. And here too, our model is what we experienced in Egypt. Especially today, Yom HaShoah, we remember and grieve for every dark stain on Ukrainian soil. Just as we recently did regarding Egypt. And we do not forgive because we have no right to forgive what was done to others by others. That's not our right. But as Jews, we do not live with hate. We live our lives differently as a result of what we have experienced. These are the values that God teaches us in the Torah. And this is one of the practical lessons to take from the Holocaust going forward. To come to the aid of anyone who is suffering, even our former tormentors. Because we know what it feels like. And that is what God demands of us as Jews. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.